Hi everybody, welcome back to we we saw a movie and now we're gonna talk about it. It's still uh, cellulite stage though. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I was like, are we remade, renaming the show? What's happening? We, yes, now it's called We Saw a Movie and Now We Talk About It. Uh, hi. Super welcome. We, snappy. It works. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, saw, uh, we saw Shang-Chi, uh, Legend of the Ten Rings, separately on different days. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was very good. Um, I was a little confused some of the way through. Um, it was pretty solid. I definitely like uh, Black Widow more. But I think that's just a me thing. I no, I, now I like it I'm more ready too. to die on that hill, actually. <laughs> so this is this movie. I, I like it a lot, and I think it's got like some of the best like physical action scenes oh, yeah. in any of the Marvel movies. Um, but it suffers from the same problem as like every Phase One Marvel movie really does. That it's like that formula that they have. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you see it repeated in like Doctor Strange and a little bit in Captain Marvel. I think Captain Marvel improves on it a little bit because it doesn't it kind of sprinkles in the origin while being a, you know, a different kind of movie. This one's just straight like here's the character and this is how we're going to integrate them into the Avengers. Yeah, because you don't really see anybody until the uh, um, not scenes, uh, the after credits. Spoilers. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah. Well, yeah, you see Wong it shows up for a little bit uh, in the middle of the movie. That's in the trailer, though, so I feel like you can say right. that. Yeah, that's what I was it may be a spoiler that this is connected to the rest of the films, but if it is for you, then you need to start at the beginning. And Well, I mean the <laughs> fact that, the, the, at, po- spoilers, post-credits, uh, Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner show up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just kind of suffers from that, like, phase one issue where it's like, here's our character, here's their thing, and they have, like, a tragic backstory or whatever, and this is how they're going to overcome it, and they have to, like, build themselves. Even though he kind of already has the skills, I get it's kind of, like, I don't know, it's just solo movies like this kind of get me a little... Yeah, I do like that he is already like he's got all the skills he needs and he kind of just comes out of nowhere and presents them. And then he Mm kind of has to rediscover himself. I like that touch. Yeah, my Um, favorite aspect of it is a platonic friendship. Good Lord, I love it so much. I love it so much. So they have a lot of really great chemistry, too. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't think Aquafina could have like... it's almost like a serious, it is a serious role, but it's still a comedic role. I liked her. Of course, uh, um, my fiance did not, She's not over like the top at all, but I think it's just because he does not like that actor, which is fine. You don't have to, but I, and he does have a point when he said to me, oh, Aquafina comes in to like break Asian stereotypes and then leave. Okay. I didn't need that. I don't know if that criticism was necessarily. Wait, what do you mean? So she she's basically there to be like, I'm the American who doesn't know any Chinese and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. But also she does learn things and have growth. And she's not the only person in the movie that is breaking yeah. Asian stereotypes. So that, that's well, wait, not a fair that, criticism from my. That's also not her role in the movie, though. I mean, like, no, that's just, it's, it's something just she part does. Of her character. Yeah. It is part of her character, but also what, in the movie, movie itself uh being able to see her like get involved with the action and the plot and everything and then being told like oh no you're not ready for this i mean she absolutely was not ready to go fight but she like held her own and that was cool yeah and i like seeing that Mm -hmm. and i like the idea that like at the end of the movie when they're brought into the sanctum santorum she she goes along with them because i'm like oh yeah you it's cool that you're like branching out and like, this is a duo now. Yeah, she's finding her purpose. Like, like that's kind of her, like, that's another part of the story, like, is that the both of them needed to find direction. and they, Yeah, she's essentially going to be part of the team at some point. really cool. So I think what he was trying to say is that, you know, she is in, she's got that character trait in a lot of different movies. Like, she's kind of that way in Crazy Rich Asians, because she's very American, quote unquote. So, like, that's kind of something that she does a lot. But, I, you know, I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that works. I, I don't know. That wasn't a valid criticism is what I was saying. <laughs> it was not. Have you ever watched um, Nora from Queens? No, I keep meaning to. 
That's but I know good. there's and a lot I of think... people in there that are that I would want to see too, besides her. Uh, isn't oh my god, what's his name from SNL? Isn't he on that show? What there's? Do you know how many people from SNL there are? I just don't want to be like the guy from SNL. Isn't he on it, or does he have a podcast about it? Now I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Bowen Yang. He is in the show. Oh, okay. Um, I think he also has a podcast about it or something else. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, I do want to see it. Oh, and BD One is in it too. Cool. Yeah, and it's like so. I I don't know. I disagree with that. Because it's it's also like, I mean, very, I, I just can't even think of like how that purpose, I didn't look at that when I watched the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I they're just it deliberately. Because, you know, they're both younger generation. So they're, you know, second or third generation um, uh, Chinese. Uh, and, you know, of course they're not going to speak Chinese all the time. They've been American their whole lives. Their parents probably taught both languages and, you know, it's very stressed here that you have to speak English, which is a whole another thing that I don't well, want to get into. A, yeah, yeah, a couple weeks American. ago, a couple, well, in our, in our lost episode, uh, when we had Emily on, right. she was talking about how she, like, in the Heights made her feel kind of guilty for never learning Spanish coming from, like, her father's from Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it, it's just something like, I, I know so many people who, do, who speak one language and it's like, it's fine. Right. Just do what you, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, that guilt, though, I guess that that is, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that made me so sad in that in that moment because i was like you 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 are still hispanic like what do you mean like i, yeah. I that makes me feel bad that i mean because i'm sure that she's not the only person who has said that to herself like i'm sure she's gotten shit from it from that from other people as well just knowing how terrible people are um but i liked i liked her role i i, I think a valid criticism of aquafina is that she actually kind of appropriates black culture a little bit which is a little uncomfortable um but i don't know please moving on wait wait no i want you to explain because i i don't know because a lot of times she says a lot of phrases that are like would be predominantly coming from like a black character i i don't know how to describe it without myself ending up looking like i'm being a racist person but like because i'm I'm not like i i know what other people would would imply though i i i, I don't think that i think rotation. it's well yeah i i also think i think her like aquafina as a as a person like the way she grew up like she's from she is from queens new right? york city yeah from queens and like i i don't know she's a rapper too so it's it's just yeah. kind of ingrained in the culture it's not like um who's the australian Oh like, yeah, it's not like uh, oh my gosh. Uh, what's her name? I hate one her who so much. Learned ebonics. Oh, Iggy God. Azalea. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, um, it's not like this. that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's not like that where she's intentionally doing it just yeah. because she thinks this will do a thing. Like that's that, I genuinely believe that's just how she speaks. She's from yeah, yeah. She lived in Queens. Yep. I'm looking at more stuff that she's done, and yeah, and I guess that's that's fair. Is that she's a product of her environment as well um, and that's what people are going to see is that they're going to think that that's you know that culture when it's not necessarily so but anyway let's move away from that because that's not what this podcast yes. is about um, no it's not i just thought it was interesting <laughs> to hear because this is like for the most part like full asian cast yeah and i that great and that's super yeah and it's something we, we keep touching back on every once in a while is like but also like that I I kind I half expected Brie Larson to show up because the director uses her in all of his movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, he made um Just Mercy with um Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fox and Brie Larson. Okay, hmm. have Is you that seen good? that one? Yeah, it's super good. Like all of those people. I think that came out came out like right before COVID. Oh, that's unfortunate for that movie. Um. He was like gonna bring up. I, so I like how right off the bat, the first words we hear are not English. They're like going back to the language thing. 
we don't hear English at the beginning. We hear yes. Chinese being spoken and we get subtitles telling us what's happening. Just like, okay. Um, so it's not like we're going to just try to pretend that none of this happened in China or like it's all America. That, that's what Marvel is. That's not, that's not what's happening. Um, the thing that kind of screwed with me throughout the entire story was that the amount of flashbacks that they had and the way they do like the half flashbacks where you get more information like a second time around. I think that only works if you use it like one time in the same movie. If you keep doing yeah. that, I get confused. Well, maybe I'm so, simple. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's it. By the way, I, I've got I got three people ejected from my screening of oh, this yes. movie. I'm um, so yeah, proud of you. That for was doing the whole that. thing. <laughs> for texting, talking, and vaping. And I was like, I'm I no not not doing that here so um i was kind of like pissed about that so i was enjoying the movie but not as much as i could have been yeah but i don't know because i think jordan and rosh had a problem with the flashbacks too but they said they said something along the lines of how they dragged on a little bit they didn't kind really have did. a problem following it but I like the way they use them because you get more information about the character. Because that's another problem I have with the movie is that I like Shang-Chi, but I feel like they don't have... They, they don't really have a lot of character, which is a lot, what a lot of people say about like Captain Marvel also. Is you that a lot that, of... That Sean, Shang-Chi himself, doesn't have a lot of characterization? There, There's characterization, but any it, it feels like he's focused on the least in every scene whenever there's a conversation happening that's fair. it's everybody else in the room and he's just kind of a passenger for it but it, like as soon as trevor slattery comes into the mix which i was so happy they got him in the movie oh, oh my god ben kingsley was he's so, so fun well i i like <laughs> half expected it because disney plus put that short film uh all hell the king up there have you yeah. ever seen that before i don't think i have oh so th th they were doing this for a couple movie every um dvd release of marvel movies for a while we're getting short films called the marvel one shots attached to them that's and cool. they're just like yeah they just like these five minutes that's where like there was one called agent carter and that's like post captain america it's about her like stopping uh uh like i want to say it's like a gang related crime and then it was like a backdoor pilot for the show this one all hell the king happens after iron man 3 mm -hmm. with with trevor slattery in prison and um there's somebody who's interviewing him and he it's just like he's started acting classes for all the prisoners and oh geez. and um that's very funny and then uh rockwell shows up too yeah, he he's in there also. He's just like also another inmate at that prison. And uh, at the end of the film, the guy who's interviewing him, like you see the tattoo on his arm and he's like, oh, I'm from the real Ten Rings and there is a real Mandarin and you stole his name and he wants it back. Oh, jeez. That's so they yeah. do explain that in the movie. I thought I was like, oh, that all came at me really quickly. Um, so it did come from somewhere they had already established that that was part of the story yeah we just didn't know that necessarily. yeah which is why it, I, which is why i think it was a good idea for i want them to put all of those up there because they're all really fun there's one that's called like a funny thing that happened on the way to thor's hammer uh <laughs> i love that and it's oh, just agent did. colson <laughs> oh that's good yeah that's... there's one where um uh what's her name uh janice from mean girls what's What's that actress's name? Oh. I can't think of it. Where after the after the Avengers, this couple finds one of the weapons just lying around on the ground, so they Lizzie decide Kaplan to rob a bank with name. it. Lizzie yes. Um, yeah, that's a great name though, because that's that's a calling. You know, that's a callback to a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, which is that's cool. That's a musical comedy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but we should cover it. I at have some point. not. The um, one I was talking about is called Item 47. It's Lizzie Kaplan and Jesse Bradford. Oh, that's cute. And oh, yeah. and it was also used to get um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. picked up. Yeah. That's how it was like a spinoff. You know how Pixar does. They should do, do it at the beginning or something. 
whatever. Yeah, well, I think they were getting too expensive to do, probably. Oh, yeah. Because they were they were throwing them on the DVDs, and nobody was... This is right at the end of when people were, like, buying DVDs. Right, right. Okay, now I get it. But now they should just do yeah. it as, yeah, shorts. It's not like they would make it... They would make the money back if they put it in the feature-length film. <laughs> um... So, yeah, the, the flashbacks, I get it. I like it. Basically, the story, like, for those who want to hear about it, can I do a build spoiler alert here, is that, um, so we start with learning about Zhang Chi's father, and he's not a very good man, you know, and he's been living forever. He's part of the um, Ten Rings, which, also, which we don't really know anything a, about at the beginning. This This character was invented for the movie, kind of. Uh, it's supposed to be the mandarin um from uh, the mandarin is one of iron man's like main villains which everybody was really mad when iron man 3 came out because they were like oh wow ben kingsley is going to be the mandarin and then there's that twist which i've always really liked that was that's good yeah Yeah. and um yeah and uh, initially this character was called fu manchu and it was like a really bad racial stereotype but it's also a character that marvel was licensing because it was like a popular fu manchu was like a popular kung fu movie villain and it's essentially just a combination of these two characters which is kind of i'm glad they did it this way and i i was a little upset that they they didn't like lean into calling him the mandarin but mm. i was like it's fine i like what they did with it do they need to invent a new character? I think it works. It, it's it's well because they needed a new character to be his father because his father can't be a character they don't have the rights to use. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So they need it. Yeah. To, okay. No, I'm. But that is still confusing because doesn't it? Wouldn't it still be a Marvel, a property of Marvel? Like, why wouldn't they be able to use that? Because they, Marvel as a company, they they do more than just like the Marvel universe stuff. Like they do star Wars comics and then they did like transformers and GI Joe. And there were like crossovers where the transformers characters would interact with the Marvel characters and stuff like that. They licensed out those properties to write comics about them at the time. And Shang-Chi was just kind of born out of that. Oh, okay. Wow. It's like, builds on uh, like that's like another layer of like the immigrant story in a way if you think about it like oh these all of these different people coming out from all over the place and that this is, wasn't even a character that existed and now it does because it wasn't even technically in the comics to begin with that's interesting I don't yeah know. and it's another thing that they did change which i was actually kind of glad is the um the 10 rings itself like the which they don't really focus on no. in the no one tells me what they do that's what i told no, them. yeah I'm so like, what are these? that's that's the thing is that in the comics the 10 rings are are rings like you would wear that each one on a finger and they each do a different thing but i think they changed it specifically because it's like oh we just did like a glove thing where each each of the gems on them would do a different thing but in the comics they're alien technology that was just found by um the mandarin in like 1000 uh 1080 or like around that time so it's established like in the comics that this fictional character which well, they're all fictional. That's a stupid thing to say. So the Mandarin, who is like the real character that this dad is based on, he found yes. it. He found these from somewhere. I was like, where did these come from? But I was getting into the after credits scene anyway. Yeah, which is also interesting because I was like, which what are they going to do with that? Because that could be, what? who could that be that they're calling? Right. Hmm. But in the comics, each of the Ten Rings did a different thing. Like it was one would shoot out laser blast, one would do another thing, and that was one of the criticisms I heard Arash say was like, "Why did why did the rings just decide to start going to Shang Chi?" And I was like, "Well, it doesn't really matter why they did that yet." Yeah, not really. All that matters it, is the it's fact like a that Thor's hammer, he's worthy kind of yeah, thing. I was That's literally I was. going to say, "Why? <laughs> why did?" Captain America just pick up Mjolnir right 
at the end of Endgame. Right, he's a good guy. Why didn't they explain? <laughs> oh yes, you you had the potential. Well, I mean, they do kind of like plant the seeds for that early, but they it's do. really not. That was the best scene, also, when they're all trying to pick it up. We've talked. Yeah, that's the before. best scene that's in so that funny. movie. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, the rings just kind of make you powerful, and they make you live forever if you want to. I guess. Um, yeah. Whatever. I guess th- this is like my wonder is that if they're actually a lot more powerful than we think they are in that daddy just didn't know how to use them properly. Well, he was using them, but did you, so they were blue when he used them. Cause he was, I think they're going to do the 10 different things that they do mm-hmm. in the comics, Wait, but not the exact same thing, but an alternative of it. Where it's like he was using, they were blue when he used them, orange when Shang-Chi uses them. And I think the blue is like, well, he's taking all that power and he's like putting it into himself. And then when Shang-Chi uses them, it, it's they glow orange. And I think that's just another one of the abilities. And I think that's something they're going to explore later on with uh-huh. like whatever is calling. This movie is Star Wars, is it not? It kind of is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching it. And then with the well, two different colors, I was like, "Okay, this is Star Wars." <laughs> I was, I gotta say, the end bit. So I think the, I think the movie itself is good, but I think it does drag in places. Yeah. One of the detriments is they have the best action sequence of the movie in the the beginning. Yeah. Which is the bit on the bus. That was such a good fight. I loved that. That was so amazing. And it really mm-hmm. reminded me of Spider-Man. Like, give me a callback to Spider-Man. It seems like he's always doing some stupid shit on a train or a bus. Yes. You know? Which also the lead actor, uh, he expressed interest in... There's a storyline where Shang-Chi and Spider-Man develop, like... In the comics, it's established that because Spider-Man's body is so, like, flexible and he's just like he's this rubber band of a man basically Mm -hmm. uh that any form of martial arts will just make him a worse fighter so the two of them develop like his own fighting style basically because when you think about it i guess yeah you have to be nice and solid and hard when it comes to martial arts because it's all about controlling your 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 body um well yeah and and like because peter parker doing martial arts i can't i can't (laughs) So yeah, he's that's too, he's too well, spazzy. That's, that's the whole thing too. Is that like, and one of the concerns I heard going into this, because it's like, well, what's his ability? He's a really good martial artist, and it's like, well, so is everybody on the Avengers for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like, you really Did see you spend how much years and years punching the same pillar. I well, no, know. that's what I'm saying though, yeah. because like Iron Fist was done before this, and that was done. Apparently, that lead actor was like not not doing putting the work into trains so they were like really screwed when it came to shooting action action sequences and it's like iron fist was just as talented at performing martial arts as daredevil was or as captain america but like each of them have a fighting style really because spider-man is untrained he literally just flails around and will like he's all reflex basically but captain america is like a brawler like he fights like a boxer black widow is like She'll take her legs and they'll spin around a guy and then throw him on the ground. Which is annoying, but it's another thing I'll get into later. But it's interesting because it's like each of them has their own ability too, though. But um, how do you make the guy whose main thing is that he's a really talented martial artist stick out when everybody on this team is already really good at hand-to-hand fighting? Mm. Well, I guess you give him the ten rings of power and see what that does. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is, um, and now I'm thinking about what else could make him, like, I'm just trying to think of things that I know about martial arts that would, they could kind of weave in there, or they could have weaved in. But I guess they kind of did it with, like, the way that his mom was, you know, commanding the elements, as opposed to his yeah. dad, who was just a dickhead, I guess. Uh, so well, yeah, we have he had that the connection to nature, which, part of it too. which is pretty cool. It got, you know, uh, that seems... That seems good, but I don't know. You have to be really careful with that kind of thing as well if you're going to go down that road. That road. Yes. Um, so you mentioned when you saw, because you saw the movie before me, that there is a reference to the movie we discussed last week. 
Yeah, one of the movies, Kung Fu Hustle is Earlier a poster Earlier this week, on, I should say, because we're going to... Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle is a poster on his wall, on Shang-Chi's wall, uh, in his apartment. Oh, nice. I think I saw something else, too. So, Dad was looking through a... Um, the dad, What is his name? Can we remember? what? Wenwu is the... Wenwu. Okay. Yeah. He um, was looking through a book of some sort at the beginning. Did that look like the thing... The uh, nursery rhyme book that uh, what his name was carrying around in, in the movie. And, uh, oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. That's I interesting. I was looking for because I couldn't remember what you told me you saw when I went. I goes, Zach said that's look or something. What is it? But I saw that. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I thought it would be incorporated more, but really, I think what he was trying to do is find out how to like be the most powerful person. So. It's not like he was telling nursery rhymes to demons. Well, essentially, <laughs> in essence, that's kind of the, the dynamic between the mother and the father. Is that she, like, even with the, when they're training Shang-Chi to fight like his mother did. Yeah. Like, he, he's, he goes right to, like, the offensive, like, close, close hands. And then yes. they're, like, redirecting, like, fight open-handed. And, like, oh, yeah. you actually put your focus into it instead of just like throwing punches right. even though you're really good at throwing punches you're probably the best at it right, you should still you know retain your humanity i guess is what that would be um i i like it because there's a balance for him. yeah the like, balance he yeah uh so yeah we didn't really say you know his dad when Wu makes him a child soldier soldier at like 14 so mm -hmm. he's doing great as a father he's a great guy um totally balanced well, um that's what was interesting to me was i was like it, it's like there is some humanity in their relationship almost he's just so blinded by like grief and the promise of seeing his wife again right. which i thought he was making that shit up i was like this isn't a real you're just saying that because you want to take over that right. other place but I was yeah. like, oh, no, I'm glad. And I, I really enjoyed the way that it, their relationship plays out, too. It's weird, though, because it got a little lost partly way through because it was not not really because I knew it was happening. But to me, I was like, well, why is Shang-Chi even like being so um, OK with what's happening? Like, I know he wasn't OK with what was happening. It was he went pretty easily, like gets captured okay i guess we're gonna go hang out with dad now like he didn't really give him as much of a hard time as i wanted him to off the bat well that's the whole thing is yeah. that it he runs a multinational terrorist organization right and he changed his name to sean which they make a joke about so funny but so i also think that's a uh but your name is if you, sean. i would i was mispronouncing the name of the character for months because you know, if you, you read it, you're going to read it phonetically, mm -hmm. like, in English. And I'm glad that they have that bit in there where it's like, they, his name is Sean, and then he's trying to explain how to pronounce his name to uh, Aquafina. With a C, like a soft, like an S almost. Which, you know, yeah. makes sense because we don't say our C's and H's like that. So, yeah. Um, I might sneeze. Hold on. Mm. Nope. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> okay. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> well, I didn't want to... <laughs> Sneeze in anyone's earbuds. I, I, it's over. Um, I was sanding wood earlier, so I, I think I'm. It's not happening. Okay. Um, the I did love that bit, but you know, on the flip side, what I have learned from all my scam podcasts is that if you are going to make up a name for yourself to try to like evade people, choose something that is close to your own name so you don't actually accidentally say the wrong thing and keep that so that you don't switch it up too often so if yeah i guess that's good but he's not a scammer he's just trying to run away so i guess uh i don't know yeah. how I feel about that <laughs> well what i was wondering was that i was like and and i thought they were going to touch on this how was he he was 15 and he was in the states by himself it, and how did he <laughs> that's a good point how did he <laughs> Where did he go? How did, he how just did, enrolled how himself did in never... school? Like, what? <laughs> also, um, I was curious if they would ever touch on, like, who disappeared out of the main cast. Because they acknowledged that it happened. But I was like, yes, but, I would like, 
I, I want to know how that plays into everybody's relationships at this point. Oh, yeah. Why like, with they, a new did, character. Yeah, did, like, did Aquafina disappear? No. That's same what like I was it, wondering. Because... Yeah. Well, because technically, so, <laughs> the pandemic was really weird, because it was, they do that five-year gap from Infinity War, which would have been 20, 2018 when that came out, right. and then it jumps to 2023, and game out, came out in 2019. There was no movies in 2020. And now we're at 2021, and we're getting real close to that to that time that they were trying to jump to, just so they could get some distance on. Oh, right, yeah. On us, um, but um, it, what I was also I was like, oh, because it, it starts off in '96, and I was like, this character is the same age as me. All right, that's what I was. Like, I was like, am I old now? I guess I that was that, that was another problem. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, that's no, what no, I was I wondering too. Because I was like, oh, he must have st- he must have been alive for those five years because he's the actor himself is 30, 32. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, if he was there during that time and then I had my own like existential crisis in the movie theater, I was like, oh, God, this is believable. I was trying to pick a plot hole in this and <laughs> thought they were going to do a homecoming eight years later thing where it's like, no, you guys... You just made up a number. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, what do we think about his sister, who you don't really hear about? until? That's one of the things where there's a flashback, and you're like, oh, my God, you have a sister also. Um, well, she was in – She, you could see her in the other scenes, too. It's just never – He's. she's never called his sister. But We just didn't realize it was her until yeah, a little bit later. Well, yeah, it's yeah. also like, oh, she's the only child around. So right. I liked her. I thought it was cool that actress actually knows how to do all that shit with the rope dart. Oh, yes. I loved it. I, I loved being reminded of what's her name. From that, yeah. Him. I was like, I love this that, thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very similar to that. That Another cool thing about all the, the actors is they're all, like, most of them are stunt actors. Oh, so, good. And they can act. Yeah, like. Which is yeah, good. exactly. Because sometimes that's not happening. Like you either have a stunt person or you have an actor who then gets subbed in with a stunt stunt person. So it's nice to be able to do it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I liked her. I don't know if I like her weird girl boss thing at the end, where she's going to rebuild the empire with uh, like with um, most with men and women. I like the equality of it all, but I'm like. Um, Eh, you said girl know. boss thing, but I don't know if that's what I would call this because it's implied she's gonna run it. It's not like she makes like a whole statement or whatever. She like yeah, I know. Completely, I think like, the problem is is that everything is always usually established that um, spray paints you know, like, live laugh love on the wall or whatever <laughs> something terrible. No, she's not like wearing that. a black turtleneck and selling people fake uh, um, blood taker, whatever the heck uh, Theranos, Theranos claims to do. Um, but the established the establishment that like oh dad did this now I'm just going to do the same thing but now it's I don't me. know if it is the same like, thing find your I'm, own I'm thing. wondering that I because I'm also I'm unfamiliar with Shang Chi for the most part and I I like you were saying like I didn't know his sister was like a a character it, well I in the movie but also just like in general just because i'm not familiar with this character too much mm-hmm. so i was wondering i was like oh is she going to be a villain is it and i was really unsure but also I- i'm kind of curious because at the end of the movie instead of saying like the main character will return they say the Titan rings will return and i was right. like "Ooh, that's cool right because i'm yeah, thinking that she's that. gonna be bad because she told shang chi i'm not i'm gonna try to say it the right way with it's you know, Shang-Chi, is that right? Does that sound right to you? Shang-Chi. Okay, I tried. Um, he says that she is going to shut it down and then cut to her. She is not shutting it down. So, like, the fact that well, she yeah, lied but to also, him seems wrong. That, but we meet her, she's, like, organizing, like, underground fights on the dark web or whatever. Yeah, where, she's not great. <laughs> she's not yeah, a great person. Yeah, no, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think she's good maybe because also i i was wondering this did shang chi put the rings back or does she have them well if we're looking I'd at the, he has the them, end but... credits like 
they oh have yeah them, they're right? studying them yeah, yeah. That, I, I couldn't I remember if that was think. a projection yeah, right. or what but no i i think that he has them uh one of the cool things in that underground fight club i talked about a little bit earlier is wong is fighting um the abomination Okay. And yeah. they actually got Tim Roth to come in and record some of the dialogue for Abomination. What is what's the, what is that? Well, I don't know anything. The antagonist about from um Hulk. The uh, oh, Ed Norton Hulk movie. That's why I still haven't watched that. I've been meaning to. Um It's not great, but I like that they're bringing more and more characters in from that cuz like what if a couple weeks ago was like they they literally were doing the plot of that movie in it. Mm-hmm. They were. And and uh my fiance said, you know, remember that part from that movie? And I was like, no, I don't. Because <laughs> he saw it and I didn't. Um it, yeah, that's really cool. Cause I guess that makes it a better origin story is that they are trying to incorporate these characters somehow. Like it's, it's not perfect, of course. And there's some not plot holes, but like some things that we don't like where it flows down in the middle. Um yeah, that adding those characters from previous movies is a good move. Um, I think especially because it's like, it, for the most part, I was thinking, what's the big draw to get people into this movie post on game? And I think having that bit at the end with Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner is going to like make people want to to know more about this character. And because this is a relatively unknown character. Yeah. The main martial artist in Marvel has always been Iron Fist. Okay. And they And isn't he like white or not? Um he is. But also it's right? <laughs> I, I also don't know fully because technically Iron Fist whole thing is that he is in a plane crash and he's like stuck in this um mirror dimension called Kung Lao. And uh that's where he he's like surrounded by buddhist monks and he's like a 10 year old kid so then he they decide to just train him and uh tell him about like oh if you ever become like a good enough martial artist you could fight the dragon and then you could dip your hand in like its heart and you get like a really powerful punch hmm. and yeah so it's like i i also don't know if in the comics if iron fist is white that's a weird that's a weird story <laughs> i mean they're all weird um it's very dr strange too like that yeah. kind of like i had a tragic thing and now i have to be trained by these people that are very unlike me so i would have it would be good if he was not a white person because then it would be another instance of like Oh, I had this terrible thing happen to me, and now I have to go to these mystical people, quote unquote, mystical people or different. Well, it's not even. Something. It's not like a tragedy. It's like he's trapped there, basically, for fifteen years, surrounded by people who don't speak his language. Hmm. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. I'm looking at just like the regular Shang, like the comic version of Shang Chi, a little bit. Um, they did a pretty good job with the costume. Like, it's not like they changed too much. Yeah, and I think Red. making them, like, dragon scales is, like, a cool bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, who do you think they're trying to... That is, uh, the rings are calling to? Hmm. Hmm. I think it's, like, the Watcher? Maybe. I did think about... I didn't think about that. I was... I immediately, because I... As with anybody, anytime space is involved, I'm like, oh, it's calling Galactus. Galactus is going to come. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Or, so you know how in, um, oh my god, in Loki, all the variants? Yeah. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. It really could be literally anyone. Like a, a variant of, I don't know, Thanos. Uh, that would that would be stupid. Uh, I don't think that would be that, dumb. Yeah, yeah I, probably the Watcher. That would make sense. But you can't because he can't do anything, or he won't. He, I don't know. Yeah, he's about to intervene in a couple weeks. I For guarantee. Sure. Yeah, he already did basically. He did. So I guess we could maybe break. That would be a natural break into the, like, what have we been watching? Because 
Um, we both watched the next episode of What If, which was like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's a good one, though. So I, I saw a lot of people debating the absolute points in time thing. Yeah, that was confusing. I had a, I had, you were saying you had an existential crisis in that movie. I was having one during that episode because I was like, what do you mean? The, the points and the, the times and is well, there a timeline? And wait, what timeline is this? Now I'm confused. And then I had to watch the I, duck show to make myself feel better. <laughs> what I was wondering was like the idea of the absolute points in time because it's like something that they just said. And that's one of them that just will break the universe no matter what. I, I was and people were like, well, that's stupid because it's like he could have broke his hands and he still would have became Doctor Strange or whatever. And I was thinking like, well, if it works the way that Marvel says time travel works, where it's like you're just creating an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if maybe like you just can't change your own. He was interfering with the event that would have led him back there to change that event. So it would be a paradox. Right. So I think it's just like Which you can't interfere say. with. Yeah, you can't interfere with any event that would change you getting there to be able to change that event. Right. That's messing with someone else's timeline. Like, you're directly... Yeah, you can't... Well, no, well he's messing with his own timeline. That's what I'm saying. Like, the absolute... So, her dying was inter- integral for him wanting to learn uh, to be a sorcerer. Right. In that time... Because that's not even what happened in the movie that we got. So... That's that was yeah. what was getting me was that this is an entirely different situation. Um, I was glad they just kind of breezed through all of Doctor Strange though, because I was like, though I think those are the worst parts of that show where it's like th- that's the part problem I have with the very first episode is that it's just a watered down like shortened version of the first Captain America. Yeah, I think they had to do something simple off the bat as to not um, scare people off. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I get simple. that. And I think, and apparently, I think they're all going to end up, like, interacting with each other. They're all going to come in. Probably. Now, for those who maybe didn't watch it or haven't been watching this show, the, the last episode that we watched was Doctor Strange. And in this universe, it was not him losing his ability to, you know, do surgeries anymore. Um, but his girlfriend uh oh my god uh, regina george Rachel McAdams. <laughs> is uh dies christine um, he yells christine. that like I know. a lot i know i'm just yeah. stupid i can only see her as regina george um but which is already making him a more sympathetic character that's why it was also confusing because like in in the live action movie that we got, he's just a self-involved piece of garbage until he learns how to be a better person by learning this magic, this, you know, learn basically learning how to be a little bit more balanced. Yeah, um, he's arrogant. Yeah. He's an arrogant piece of crap. But in this one, in this what if episode, he's already less full of himself. He's already a more developed character and he still goes off the deep end. I, I don't know what to make of that. Of him as a character? Yeah, because he, he still ends up becoming consumed. He's really, he, he's Chang-Chi's dad. That's what he is. Well, yeah, because that's, that's his thing, is that he, he becomes consumed with his work, and that's why he's so arrogant, and he's the best at everything, and, like, he turns away um, the guy who who was, like, in a car. What, what happened to that guy who told him to find uh, the place? You know, his legs weren't working. That right. I don't know what happened to him. Right, uh, Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> that's the character's. That's the actor's name. Um, and he tells him to go there, and it, it's it's essentially a lesson in humility because he uses all of the money that he had to get there, and it, it kind of humbles him slightly, but he also becomes arrogant when it comes to sorcery now where he'll try things based solely on the principle of like i wonder if i can do this yeah like i stopped thanos like i could probably do this really complicated spell that works the multiverse and <laughs> right so that's his character it's like even with it, all the character development he has it's not gonna he's never not going to be arrogant which you know we can't we're well, gonna we're gonna see how that many in spider-man too so yeah how many movies did it take for tony stark to not be terrible um, a few. And I never thought he Civil was... Civil com- War. <laughs> Honestly... It took that yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, because the first 
the the Iron Man movies, he is a complete piece of crap, like the entire time. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. So it's until he starts working with other people more um, and realizes that he doesn't know everything. Um, I think in, in Civil War, uh, Captain America beating the shit out of him, humiliated him a lot. And then on top of that, uh, Infinity War, too. Yeah. Oh, but I really hated Captain America in Civil War. He was such a dick. I hated it. Wait, who was? Captain America. No, Iron Man's the dick. Well, they're both dicks. Because I, be, I didn't like the idea that Captain America would beat up anybody like that. Like, it was... He wasn't beating him up. He was <laughs> he was trying to kill his best friend. I know, that's what I'm saying. But also, they've become best friends as well. So it's like... That's no, hard. they never, oh, they never okay. really... I no. want them to be fine. All right. I was sent a very upsetting TikTok a few days ago that was like when you realize that nobody checked on Hall or checked on Thor for five years and nobody bothered to go visit Tony Stark's family. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't. Did they not know about the? Fa- they must have know. known. But yeah, no one decided to check on Thor. That is that what you were saying? Yeah. But he's a god. He's fine. No. He, he, what? <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? I'm saying no, none of the Avengers went to go check on Thor, even knowing he was all distraught and shit. Oh, that's after. I got. I see what you mean. I, I'm, I'm, mixing, I'm mixing up my timelines. Um, yeah, I thought I don't, that is weird. Maybe. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like they're probably all like, he'll be fine. He'll snap out of it. I don't know. That is upsetting. I hate that you brought yeah. that up. <laughs> I, I hated that it was shown to me. <laughs> but also, yeah, what are you going to do? The guy's going to drink a bunch, and then if you try to tell him not to, he'll probably punch you in the face. I don't know. They probably thought they couldn't do anything. These are all fake people. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, is there anything else we should say about this movie? I mean, I... No, it's really good. It's solid. I want to go see it again. Yeah, I should watch it again. I like all the jokes. I really like that um, Aquafina makes fun of him for not coming up with a more creative code name. Um, the Trevor Slattery bits are my favorite. Those are great. He is so he is so good. He brings the comedic. You know, at, when things get serious between um, Shang Chi and um, Katie and. When I say that, I mean the plot becomes more serious. Uh, he's still there to give the comedic beats that she was providing before. I just, I loved when Morris shows up and he's like, you guys can see him? I thought he was a hallucination that this entire so time. <laughs> that that seems like that came in, I guess now that I'm thinking about it again, it's another one of those um, Deus Ex Morrisville uh, is trying to make a it's not working. Um, it was too convenient for them to get to mom's town. Don't you think? What like, do you mean convenient? No, it was really difficult. I feel like it was convenient that he found this like being that wandered into their wandered into their realm, and then well, and then no, it's convenient it came with that the mother. he can that he can convene that he can communicate with Morris that the. Uh, well, those two have been together, I'm going to assume, for like 10 years since if Iron Man 3, he was arrested and then immediately broken out and brought there. I'm going to assume he's been around just that thing for like 10 years. But he doesn't have a mouth. I don't know. I'm just trying he to He communicates telepathically. I don't know. Okay, sure. But he makes little squeaking noises. He is very cute, but he doesn't have a mouth. They sell a plush at the store, and before the movie came out, I was like, oh, the face came off this thing, I think. Uh, no. Not realizing. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> there was no face. Um, there was no face. I just like that uh, uh, is driving the whole time. She's just a great driver. Apparently, she could. Uh, she's the, the Asian Jeff Gordon, is what she said, I think. <laughs> which is like, and he's like, I don't know who that is, which yeah. is funny because... I kind of forgot who Jeff Gordon was for a minute. It's not like I was into racing. Jeff Gordon Ramsay. Jeff Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, she can cook too. Um, (laughs) 
they do bring back that the fact that the both of them are partiers at the end too because they bring um, oh yeah they, they bring, bring Juan, Juan to karaoke. To karaoke. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is me. This is you and me. We found a friend. We're just gonna yep. <laughs> the, no, it. I was literally like, oh no, this is me and all my friends <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> no, except for we can't do any uh, any. Uh, anything uh, like don't this. sell yourself short uh, <laughs> yeah we can't do anything well i can't do martial arts like this i didn't i it was just <laughs> the fact that you said we can't do anything i wasn't done we can't do anything like this um it's just such a good kung fu movie too and honestly it's got as much of a plot as any other kung fu movie would have more than any kung fu movie Usually, because it's a lot of action based. There's, I don't know. I, I don't remember ever watching a kung fu movie and thinking, "Wow, there's a lot of subplot here." You know, right? Straightforward. Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm excited for Eternals. Yes, I saw. I yeah, I saw uh, my first movie theater trailer for Eternals. Today. Right, and I, or not t- today when I went to go see this, yeah. and I was like. Oh, I haven't seen this on a big screen yet, so this looks great. I don't know how I feel about having Angelina Jolie in this in that movie. I'm kind of done Why? with her. I don't know. I I just feel like I'm kind of done I, with I'm her. I'm so th- yes, <laughs> but wait. I I when you pin when you're like, oh, this person's in this movie, so I don't want to see it. Oh no, like I still want to see it. Somebody who's truly awful. No, but I mean, like when you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to see this person's face or whatever. <laughs> it, it's just I don't know. I don't get that because it's like it doesn't. <laughs> say anything about the quality of the movie unless they're like truly a terrible actor or actress or do terrible things yeah. that are going to distract me from enjoying the movie I don't think she's Baby that driver. Good of an I don't I don't <laughs> I mean she's fine though and that's all you you're all right. I mean she's also is keeping my not... hateful comments okay I get it <laughs> Look look if you grew up with John John Floyd as a dad you would be upset about things okay, too that's that's fair <laughs> Um uh, but also, Ryan Tree Henry is in this, who I think is great. Uh, yes, he plays the first openly gay superhero. Oh, uh, yeah. Camille Giannani is great. I love him. Yes. I love he's going to be he's a superhero. It's like, I love how comedians are just going to be superheroes. That's pretty dope. I love well, that. That's that's like he's the best been, way to do it because it's yeah. like once you can do comedy, you can do anything. Right. Like so, I think uh, Paul Rudd really. Helped out a lot of people with Ant Man after yeah, people saw that. I, I watched Endgame yesterday, and I gotta say, Paul Rudd has some of like the nicest emotional scenes in that movie, like when he oh, reunites with his daughter. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> also, the tacos. Yes. <laughs> he just wanted to eat some tacos. Oh man, um, yeah. This is so. I don't really know anything about the Eternals. They're from space. Okay, so is it closer yeah. to like Peter Quill's dead, or is that? Yeah. So the Eternals are were created by the Celestials. Okay. Which, yeah, you saw. There's a flashback with a Celestial in the first Guardian of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy when they're showing the Power Stone and like a hologram or whatever. Okay. That giant thing, and then Ego is also a Celestial. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of closer to that. They're 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 created by the celestials, so they're they're pretty good at doing things. All right, I'm just excited. This is this movie everything. is also directed by um the person who just won an Oscar for best best picture, uh for what's that movie called? Um, it it's the most recent best picture winner. I'm looking at because uh, now I feel stupid. Yeah, I can't think of what it is. Is that Nomadland? Nomadland, yeah. I heard about this. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was really good. Of course, I, I mean it was a it was nominated for, but that sometimes doesn't mean as much as people think it means. Because um, sometimes things are just like, oh, that's just different, and that's why people it's, like it. It's so interesting to me that like you would get. Uh, you would do like an indie like personal film and then it's immediately after you're doing a big budget 
Marvel movie. But also, this. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm no, just like, not it's that so it's weird to me. But but also, it's like it's a new Eternals is a new thing that we don't know about and can't put our hate on yet. So I think, yeah, if they were gonna just jump into like Captain Marvel movie or like a an already established character, I think that might be a little more nerve wracking. Well, it. I don't mean. I'm not saying it's it's like i'm nervous that it's gonna be bad i'm just saying like from a filmmaking perspective it's got to be weird to do that movie and then the eternals yeah and i mean which uh nerve-wracking from the director's perspective because i'd be freaking out (laughs) no i like i like it when they take like an indie filmmaker and then they give them one of these movies like Mm -hmm. the guy who does the spider-man movies like the things he did before that were like low budget horror movies and then even like the Russos were TV directors. They were directing episodes of Community, and Taika Waititi was doing like Hunt for the Wilder People and What We Do in the Shadows, which is just—it's not even that different tonally, but it's just different enough. Like uh, specifically the uh, What We Do in the Shadows, because like I—I mm-hmm. I really have to be in the right mood to to watch that because I can't watch a bunch of it at once. It's just too. It's like. I have to be in the right mood to watch The Office. Like, how uncomfortable do I want to be right now? Like, <laughs> I can't. But it, it, it's also, like, one of those things where it's, like, the best Marvel movies have, like, a director like that. Mm-hmm. Because if you get somebody who's, like, already well-versed, like, the guy who directed Thor The Dark World was known for directing a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, like, the bigger episodes. Oh, that fits, though. Because that movie is literally so dark and sad. It's so... It, it's... It's the it blandest so Marvel bad. movie, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't it's bad. I don't remember anything about it. I gotta. I would have to watch it again because every time I watch I, it, I forget what happens. In it. It's totally fine. I just don't think it's. It, it's one of the lesser movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Thor before Ragnarok. I was like, he's boring, and then <laughs> Ragnarok came out, and I was like, oh, he's great. Like, For oh, some words, he awesome. wants to be funny, and that's okay. Like. <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh, see, here's another. Uh, the Dark World poster copies Iron Man 3. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Never mind. See, oh, it's pretty much the same poster. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at it for the story. I, I think this that movie is just like it moves kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the problem. All right. Well, I, it's just, it's kind of, yeah, it's bland. Bland is the best way to put it. When you can't remember what happened, and that's probably a bad sign. <laughs> well, everything I know about is what they do in Endgame. Right. <laughs> right. It's like if you have to remind us the entire movie that you did not even that long ago, then yeah. Sorry. Like, like there's that whole sequence where Thor is just explaining the plot of the movie to the rest of the Avengers. <laughs> and he... Yeah, and also my uh, my girlfriend. I have one of those. I have. <laughs> it's like okay. Um, my favorite is let. Let's go get you some eggs. Um, uh, I'll have a no. bloody mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just watched that one, so I can't. Yeah, you know all the little ones, little lines yeah. here and there. Um, that was the first time I actually like sat down and watched that movie. Like, didn't I wasn't doing anything else while I was watching it. I have to like i try i'll try to do something else if i watch one of these and i can't really do it i can't focus um but i uh, so i guess we should just talk about what we've been watching other than other than uh shang chi which you were watching marvel movies so that goes in quite well um anything else i watched infinity war and endgame um i'm trying to think you say a thing though and then i'll say a thing um well i did watch that show i was talking about the uh up shorts yeah whatever you call it i think you talked about that last week yeah we i I think we talked about it with each other but if i didn't say it on here that's what i watched and if i did say it sorry um but i'm also maybe gonna watch the new cinderella thing because i don't know it looks really bad i would like to watch it anyway to find out how much i hate it yeah, um, so we'll I also see. want to see it for that reason. <laughs> but of course, my mother said, you're going to love this. And I said, 
I don't think so, but thank you anyway. I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, looking at the Just Mercy movie that you were mentioning before, and I didn't I think realize... that that may be free on Amazon, or at least it was free for a little while. It's also so it's based on a true story, which was a book, and then movie. Um unforgettable true story about the potential for a mercy to redeem us and a clarion call to end mass incarceration in America. Okay, so a very important story that I didn't hear about because we all got sick. Well, no, I, I remember hearing about it because I saw a couple trailers for it, but then right around the George Floyd thing, oh. uh, Amazon made it free for everybody to watch. Oh, good. They should have. Yeah. Huh. All right. Cool. We were deep in I, I watched... I actually watched two documentaries. Oh. I watched um, Val, the Val Kilmer one. Okay. And it was really good. I think you would enjoy that. It's interesting to like see because he he lived a weird life. And then I watched um, Drunk Stone's Brilliant Dead, which is the it's the documentary about National Lampoon. Oh yeah. Okay. It's really good too. Nice. Chevy like... Chase is in it though. And fuck him. Ugh. Um. Kilmer documentary is on Prime. Both of them are on Prime. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably watch the one about Bill Kilmer. I. It's it's really good. Like I was it, at initially, I was like, "What? Why? Why Val Kilmer?" But um, yeah, there was a lot going on for him. But also, he's uh, Val Kilmer for a while. I I heard was like notoriously hard to work with. Yeah. Has a weird looking face. I've never really looked at him. Well, he he had a couple things going on. He he was like a really good looking guy. Oh, like in the eighties. Yeah, he played Batman. They don't just give that to any fool. Yeah, he, he he's in the uh, Kiss from a Rose music video. Oh yes, the best music video <laughs> of all time. <laughs> yes, he's got that great shot of Batman like turning dramatically and making a duck face. Ridiculous. It's great, but uh, he's in Top Secret, which is like it's a Zucker comedy, okay. so it's like Airplane. All right, I'll, and I I'll think that, that might also be on Amazon Prime. It's I like it better than Airplane. Airplane. Oh really? <laughs> yes, it, and he's singing and dancing in it, and it's great. Huh? He's a music. It's like a parody of like the Elvis movies from that from the like sixties. Because it's like, it's World War II, but also it isn't. Mm. And then this, he's a, he's a rock star known for uh, performing a song specifically about shooting skeet while you surf. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> it's would great. never do that. <laughs> Why would anyone do that unless they were so drunk? I don't know. It sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, well. Uh, it's good, though. Love. I know that Jamie Foxx is such a dick. But I'm looking at. I'm looking at this thing for Just Not, Mercy again. Wait, is Jamie Foxx I've a heard, dick? I've kind of heard that he is. I don't know. I, I have not met him, of course, but I've heard that he's kind of just super cocky and difficult to work with. Which I mean, you can kind of see that how that would happen. But I don't know. He's great. His voice, his voice from is everything, everything I've seen about him, it seems like he's really. I, I know LL Cool J doesn't like him. Hmm. <laughs> I don't Did know if you, I care about a, what LL Cool J thinks, though. I don't know. LL Cool J put a, made a diss track about Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, very, he, I think Jamie Foxx has a lyric about him in Gold Digger. Hmm. Or he Kanye put a lyric about it because he, he makes the Any Given Sunday. That's the oh, movie where they, right, like, started right. a fist fight. Yep, that's it. I was like, this sounds I, I don't familiar, know if, and I couldn't remember why. <laughs> I don't know if Jamie Foxx told him to put that in there, but at the same time, it's a very subtle jab, but LL Cool J literally calls him names in his song about Jamie Foxx. Well, you know what? It's just mad. Because honestly, Jamie Foxx's singing voice is so beautiful, and then he's also can rap pretty well, too. Um, I, so this is just kind of a, a prequel to one of the next episodes we're going to record, but I've been listening to Dream Girls. Um, I kind of forgot how much I was listening to that as a kid because I haven't really listened to that soundtrack in years and I still remembered all the words to all the songs and I just, it's so good. And between Eddie Murphy uh, and Jennifer Hudson 
singing. I mean, Tupac is okay too, but I think the part that he's given, he's not really able to shine as much as he normally. I does. didn't know Jamie Fox was in that movie. Yeah. yeah, um, he's in it too, and Beyonce's in it too, and it's really something when I say anyone, including myself, that Beyonce is not the best part of something that she's in, and that's true. I think that she's maybe the second or third best part of that movie because Eddie Murphy is the best part of that movie. He's he does such a good job. He's, he should have he should have been a vocalist primarily. He's a great actor, but he should have been a, a vocalist primarily. His voice is amazing. He's a pretty good actor. I know. That's what I'm saying. His voice Sometimes is even better. Sometimes he makes good movies. <laughs> so his voice is even better, is what I'm saying. Um, all right. All right. I think that does We've it. We've talked a lot about a lot of things. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, you can find us on the internet uh, at Green Buffalo all over the place, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, and uh, what's that other one? Facebook. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, that we're doing. So if you're listening to these and you're kind of listening to them uh, as they air, um, there are auditions in Buffalo for a group that we're working with, Inclusive Theater of Western New York. Um, I have plays going up with them in October, so um, they're having auditions. So audition for that if you're in the area, um, especially if you're a man, because apparently I wrote nine male characters, and I can't even fathom that. Um, that was a, a surprise to learn that I had done that. Um, and you can follow me on uh, Ellen Catherine on uh, Instagram and then Twitter, Ellen underscore GBP. What about you? Oh, you can find me at Bionic Zach on Twitter and at Zach Hattrick on Instagram. And you can also find us at Celluloid Stage on Twitter. I, don't, I can't speak. Apparently. That's okay. That's a, we picked a silly name for this podcast. It sounds great, but we can't say it. <laughs> yep. I just can't speak in general. So I, I screwed up a lot. So I don't know. Um, and then if you want these episodes early, you can become a patron at uh, patreon.com slash Green Buffalo Productions. And we have a thousand things on there. So just go check it out. I won't go through the list because we'll be here until tomorrow. Um, yes. So yeah, just check that out. Uh, and we appreciate anything you can give because you can help us pay actors and directors and writers. So all right. That's all I've got. Yep. All right. That sounds good. Another successful episode.